The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, October 30th, 2023, season 19, episode number 59. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys' big victory yesterday over the Los Angeles Rams. They win 43-20 to at home. It's, uh, it's starting to become kind of a trend here that when the Cowboys are in AT&T Stadium, <laughs> two things happen. One, the crowd is into it, and two, the Cowboys bring their A-game uh, another great performance by them yesterday. We'll break it down for you guys to let you know what we think went right and maybe a few things that went wrong for the Cowboys uh, yesterday in that big victory. We will start where we start every Monday with storylines of the game. Let's go around the table. What do you think is the biggest storyline or the way that this week will be remembered when this season is all said and done? Brian, let's start with you today. I think the way that the game started out so poorly for them offensively with the scheme of trying to block the Rams front, we felt like that it was going to be a little bit of a challenge with Donald and Young and and and, and Hoyt and those guys. Uh, but I didn't expect it to be with the first three, <laughs> the first five plays were going to be like yeah. it was. It was. Uh, it was. It was. It was disturbing. Yeah, it really, really was. And and uh, but you know once uh, they were able to figure things out, the officials, uh, Aiden Hill and his crew, gave you a huge break on the uh, uh, the uh, illegal contact illegal contact penalty right there that kind of got things going. And once that happened, though, they were able to settle in. Uh, the line did a much better job of of handling protection. I think the thing in this game that was most impressive how Dak Prescott was able to keep his eyes down the field. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, when this Cowboy offense and what we've seen some early in the season has been a little bit more about the underneath stuff. But he was able to make uh, some plays, manipulate some plays. He did a great job of when uh, the uh, the Rams would twist their front or move their front. He went to the side where the twister was going away, say that Aaron Donald running, and they were going to try and loop him inside. He attacked that part of the pocket and was able to buy him a little bit more time, and his, and his guys did a good job of holding up. But it was a little bit of a rough start, but the quarterback didn't get frustrated. The play caller didn't get frustrated, and they took advantage of a secondary that hadn't given up very much uh, this season but gave up a lot yesterday. Boom goes the dynamite for the Cowboys' offense. We have been waiting for the explosiveness we've known they've had weapons all training camp all you know regular season going into the bye week but we had not seen what this texas coast offense looks like when it's fired on all cylinders and and i I venture to say it still wasn't on all cylinders yesterday but it was damn sure on most of them Um, and resiliency when you talk about that resilience from the cowboys you saw a microcosm of it on that opening drive. Like like Brian said, you know, first two or three plays, it was disastrous. It was just disastrous. But what, what did they get? They sacked for a loss of five yards. There was another sack that was deleted by illegal contact. Then they sacked again on the very next play, four-yard loss. So you're thinking at that moment, you're like, Tyron Smith is out. This is what Dak Prescott's going to be up against. This is going to be a long day. 
They mount up on the offensive line. Next several plays, Lamb, 17 yards. Gallup, 14 yards on a toe drag. That was beautiful, by the way. Cooks, 19 yards. Ferguson, 18-yard touchdown in the red zone. Cowboys offense went rolling from there, and then they started getting everybody involved. Lamb went off, had a career day. Cooks got involved. Like I mentioned, Ferguson, Gallup. Um, I mean, it was just, it was magnificent. Dak did it with his arms, did it with his legs, 300 yards, four touchdowns, and even the interception that was tipped at the line of scrimmage and then went off McEwen's hand. That was just a bad break, on, you know, as far as football. I, I don't, I'm not sure if he was throwing, I think he might have been throwing the ball to Schoonmaker. Yeah. Back in the back. I yeah, what that. happened, it, it just real quick, I, I'm sorry, Pat, no, you're I didn't good, mean to interrupt, but, no, but just that it. particular play, I mean, it just, when you watch it from the end zone, First off, I think Dak would like to have it over because he kind of he opens himself up on the throw. Mm-hmm. He had a chance to set his feet and make more of a direct throw if he wanted to make it. I thought the way that the routes were coming when you had McEwen and everybody, you had all this convergence in the middle of the field, and I thought, man, that is a poor design if that's what you're trying to do. But it, it looked like to me Schoonmaker was deeper at the goal line, and and I wonder if... McEwen thinking the ball was coming inside, and that's and why he, he put his hand he put up. his hand up, and it knocked the ball straight up. Mm-hmm. But Dak's feet not great. I'm sure if you look at it, he'll say, "Ah, you know, technique wise, man, I, I got to set and I got to throw." But he opened himself up, and it kind of caused the ball to drift on him a little bit. But that was one of those weird designs of a play yeah. that I, I didn't quite get all the the clutter that they created in the middle of the field with that. But, hell, speaking of schoolmaker, even even the rookie got involved. He did. The rookie got a first down catch for Dak yeah. Prescott in the offense. So, I mean, like I said, the, the running game, we're still waiting to see what happens there. But I'm totally fine with the running game still working to get work its way back up to a, a top form as long as this passing game continues to look like it's looked. I'll throw something real quick, Amber, before you go on that play, too. It was an, I, I thought it was an interesting concept. It had some creativity to it from the standpoint that they were going with the 22 personnel. So they yeah. had two running backs mm-hmm. and they had two tight ends, yeah. but they were split wide. They had nobody in the backfield. Right. So it's an empty, empty set. Yeah. It's an empty set, and you've got all these guys on the field that would tell the opponent this is going to be a run play. Right. Like that was the way yeah. that you would want them to do it. And then you empty it out. Right. And then you run this mesh concept where mm-hmm. they're kind of McCune and Lip- <laughs> Lipke are kind of coming yeah, and yeah, trying to yeah. create confusion. And then you got, you know, Schoolmaker in the back. So I get what they were trying to do. I think it was creative, uh-huh. but I, I agree with you. Me and Nick were sitting there, and Nick was like, I, I, I don't know what yeah. ultimately they thought was going to be the, the result I, of this kind of play. I thought he was trying to hit McEwen, and then when you watch the end zone copy of it, Schoonmaker is standing like right in yeah. the middle. I mean, he's driving to the goal line, and I'm, think, I'm thinking Dak is going to try and fit it right there to him. Yeah. and Because the how how – off the pass was. It was so far behind right. McEwen. It's like, well, he's not that inaccurate with it. But then it. you also think if he's going to Schoon, I was like, well, if he was going to Schoon, he probably had to have more air under yeah. it. So I almost wonder if, you, you know, sometimes you're thinking two different things. You yeah. kind of get caught in between. Yeah. Like you're like, I, I should have made the throw there or I should have made, you know, and you get caught in between. It was just a little much, behind, not enough air, and there you go. There was just too much going on in the yeah. middle of the field, though. It was. It, it was way, I mean, it's just way. Now, when you talk about it going empty, if Dak wanted to be really cute, he could have thrown the ball in the corner to to Pollard for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. If he really wanted to be like, okay, we're going to we're gonna give you this 13 personnel, and then we're going to go empty, and I'm going to throw it to the back. Yeah. Just because you're not going to cover the back. Yeah. And so, but uh, he tried to fit it in there. And it, I, I, I could say because of how it was off, 
You know, he was not off at all in that game no, yesterday. Surgical. Not at all. Surgical. At all. And so that's the thing that that's why I think that it, maybe he was trying to go to Schoonmaker because of how much the ball was behind McEwen. And know, then the using, point. last thing, using, um, speaking to just how surgical he was. It wasn't just in the air. It was with his legs as yeah. well, but it was timeliness with when he chose to take off and run with the ball as far as converting on the third down, you know, third and long, third and short. Got nine, so, ten yards. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Dirty Deck is in the building. Let's go. Storyline, Amber. <laughs> uh... I feel good. (laughs) 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 Um, Nice. (laughs) Always good when you put some James Brown in the mix. Let's go. Um, No, feels good. Feels good to watch the Cowboys um, actually play well in all three phases of the game. Uh, And we've... That's what we've been asking. We haven't seen it all season. I think this is the first game where we actually finally yes. see some of that. But at the same time, even though I want to jump up and down and celebrate and all that, I'm trying to stay grounded and stay put, not mm-hmm. get too wild, because I know what's coming this weekend. And despite everything that we saw that was working really, really well, and you guys talked about it, the O-line, and some of those issues there now with Chuma – also hurt. I don't know what the sprain ankle, low, yeah. and it's a low ankle sprain. Yeah, so what does that look like? Time like I mean, it's not as bad. It's yeah, not as bad as it's the highway. Really not. You could you could find a way. Yeah. yeah, you find a way to to play through it. Is what yeah. you really do. Yeah, definitely not if ideal. To either that doesn't sound good either way. Um, better than the other uh, scenario high, for sure. Yes. Uh, but we saw that the Cowboys did end up deciding to rest Tyron Smith, and he did not play. So maybe he will be ready in a full, full quote unquote, a hundred percent for this weekend. But, but yeah, definitely something that you you want to see them playing that way, knowing what's coming next. And again, I, we talked about this, Derek. You want to enjoy the wins when they happen. Got you want to stay in the moment, yes, week indeed. to week. That's how the season goes. But at the same time, it's one of those things that great to see. Great practice, getting people involved and figuring out what's working for your offense, and hopefully they can take it up a notch and or keep it going for next weekend. Yep. All right. So let's let's dive in a little bit to uh, to, to Dak. Dak yesterday was twenty five of thirty one, eighty one percent completion rate. I think this is the third game this year uh, when he's been above eighty percent. That's pretty pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did three hundred four. He had three hundred four passing yards, four touchdowns, only one interception, a one hundred and thirty three point seven quarterback rating. Uh, and as you mentioned, Patrick, he had five rushes for 19 yards. And it was more about when he ran and how he ran. Yeah. I think he picked up two first downs. Two times he ran on third down and picked up first downs when there was nothing there. Uh, so all in all, really good day for him. Um, my question for you guys is how much of his success do you think yesterday was a reflection of the offense, uh, offense starting to click? Like them now starting to feel comfortable maybe in this new offense? I, I think that goes to a large portion of it because, as we talked about, as it relates to the offensive line, this can be spread across any position. Reps matter. Reps matter. Reps matter. So the more reps they get um, with a healthy unit of skilled players, then obviously they should be improving in that aspect. But 
I, I've said it before, and I'm kind of harping on this because for me, this is this is the key that unlocks the the chemistry of the Texas Coast offense. It's Dak's willingness to get out there and use his legs when the time presents itself. It simply puts too much pressure on the opposing defense to have to try to account for him as well. But the timeliness in which he does it, he basically lulls them to sleep and makes them forget that he's going to do that. And then they don't account for him. And then he's like, oh, opportunity. I take that. So now they have to account for it. And then once they start accounting for it, guess what? A a position becomes open or a player becomes open or someone gets open on a break on the next play. Um, Because you can't do two things at the same time. Like you said, indecision. Do I cover for Dak or do I drop back and play coverage better? And a lot of times you're kind of in a no-win situation. So I think it's a combination of more reps, more reps. They're getting their continuity. We would love to see the OL get their continuity because, wow, what could this offense be if Dak had that kind of protection and still used his mobility when the time presents itself? But again, I really think that him being able to use his legs, extend plays, improvise, that's helping unlock the Cowboys' potential on offense. I also think that when you see something work, it gives you more confidence to keep doing it. They were able to do that against the Chargers, and then it was effective. You get to watch it on tape. Your body feels it, too. You start feeling more confident, like, okay, not that this is new to him because we've seen it in years past so but it's just getting him back into maybe just breaking it loose and just running when the opportunities do present itself so I think that has had something to do with what happened against the Chargers him carrying that over to this game starting off the way they did getting sacked getting pressure you're like oh oh crap uh, I'm gonna. Ha- it's gonna. It might be one of those games where I have to run for my life luckily he got better um and later on, he wasn't constantly getting pressured like that at the beginning of the game, and the O-line was able to do a better job. But him seeing those chances and maybe feeling more comfortable on the field and just running, I think he's doing a really good job not forcing it in a way where now you're just uh, making yourself look sloppy and it not working. He's taking those chances at the right moment and being very effective with it. Play callers getting in a better rhythm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're starting to see the emergence of elite wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And you've got a tight end that won't drop the ball right now. And he finds a way to get space and they get run after catch with him. The running game is serviceable right now. The quarterback running clearly is a factor. Uh, you look on the touchdown where Lamb was completely by there himself. Three guys were running right to Dak as he's breaking the pocket. So he affects people that way. But I feel like that's where uh, this team is going with it. You know, that we could talk about the continuity and things like that, which are all very good. But I think you're having the emergence of some players that you – and they're even getting cooks involved. Mm-hmm. And that's something they weren't able to do the first part of mm-hmm. the season. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I want to dive in a little bit on those wide receivers you mentioned. C.D. Lamb having a huge day. Jake Ferguson making the catch that we've been waiting for a tight end to make over the middle of the field (laughs) in the red zone. Brandon Cook's even getting involved. We'll talk about all those guys and maybe what they saw. What we saw yesterday may have been a little different than what we've seen in past weeks. We'll do it when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find Find a location near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Your Dallas Cowboys head to Philly to take on the Eagles in week nine, what? November 5th. What are you saying? I say, yup. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I thought I was reading the wrong day there. No. Come out to the Mural Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free watch party presented by 7-Eleven. Cheer on the boys alongside the Cowboys cheerleaders and Rowdy while enjoying $5 Miller Lights, food trucks, and more. Gates open at 2 p.m. Kickoff is off at 325. For more information and to claim your free watch party ticket, visit DallasCowboys.com slash watch party. Go Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys did that earlier this season for, I can't remember which game it was. It was one of the games where we had uh, those road game and they had this watch party out of the stadium and it was well attended very cool event from what i understand i had a lot of fun out there so if you're not going to be traveling to the game and going to be here in the dallas fort worth area you might want to check that out it'd be fun fun times all right all right let's get back to it It is the second segment of the break we're live from swbc mortgage studios at the star and this segment is brought to you by blockchain.com all right, let's talk about the wide receiver. CeeDee Lamb yesterday, 12 catches for uh, 158 yards on 14 targets. He only missed two uh, passes, or two passes were incomplete that were thrown his way. Uh, he had two touchdowns. Jake Ferguson had four catches for 47 yards and a touchdown. That really nice 15 catch. 15 straight to him that he's caught. Oh, you're talking about yeah, yeah. Lamb. Yes. No, yeah, uh, no. no Ferguson. Ferguson. Oh, Ferguson. 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 The last drop yes. he had was, or the last misconnection was the fourth quarter of the Arizona game. Mm-hmm. Wow. 15 straight 15 for over straight. 200 yards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty pretty impressive, especially after we've been talking a little bit about, like, are you missing Dalton Schultz? Yeah. Like, 
I, I think that that I've been talking there. about throw Jake the ball. Right, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. And then Brandon Cooks I had mean, three catches. Uh, maybe the stats would look a little different if he actually got the ball thrown his way a lot more often. And, and for me, it's not even necessarily about throwing it a lot more often. It's just seeing how often he's open. And example being the previous game against the the uh, Chargers, where it's just like those extra passes you forced to Michael Gallup in the game where he was struggling, take three or four of those and throw them to Jake, and it's a much better outcome. And you probably win that game pretty handily, maybe by 10 points instead of three. So what did you guys see? What did you see from the, the receivers particularly uh, in this game that maybe is a little different than yeah. what we've seen before? You can even throw in Crook Cooks, who had 3 for 49 yeah, on a yeah. touchdown. I, I was worried going into this game, and we talked about how the Ram cornerbacks were going to yeah. play the zone coverage they were going to play. The Cowboys did a great job of winning on a lot of routes. And when it came to some of the combinations of the routes and the ability to get some guys open, uh, they were they were spot on with the way that they were, the depth of the routes, the way they were to break the routes. Uh, they, were, they put the Rams under a lot of pressure uh, that way with some of the stuff. They had routes that that were that held guys in place, held safeties in place, created opportunities for others, uh, whether it's Cooks or Lamb or even Gallup to get open on the play because of the way. So they were much cleaner in the game. Uh, when they had the opportunity to run these routes, and if teams are going to play pro, uh, going to play zone coverage against the Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is going to absolutely kill you if they uh, if he knows that you're not going to play man coverage, and he's good when you when you blitz. Uh, by the way, the backs Pollard did a, once again a great job of yes, picking indeed. up and helping. Uh, even Rico Dowdle had one that was a, just a nice step up. I mean, Dak checks the play. I believe it's the touchdown pass to Cooks uh, that where he he was he just the pickup was right there. Dak checked the protection. He saw the blitz. He picked up the guy. He took a big hit on the play, but he got the ball out. So yeah, if if the Cowboys are if teams are going to play zone coverage, the Cowboys are going to eat them up all day with their ability to run routes. I think what was also impressive was uh, the fact that Ceedee Lamb. He ate in a variety of ways. It wasn't simply him playing on the outside. The Cowboys did a fantastic job of nearly splitting him 50-50 from slot to outside, and he was destructive in both manners. So, I mean, uh, uh, about half of his yardage came from the outside. The other half, for the most part, came from a slot uh, position. So it, it just shows you that the Cowboys are scheming their best receiver open and that's a lot of times that's what fans have been wanting to see when they're trying to figure out when CeeDee Lamb comes out of a game of frustration and you know where was Lamb in this game why was he why wasn't he getting the targets they start pointing at guys like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and how those kinds of football minds can scheme their best player open well if you look at a game like yesterday that's exactly what Mike McCarthy did with CeeDee Lamb he was basically saying I'm going to try him here I'm going to do him here he's working here but now we're going to bounce back out and then when you mix that with what Brian is talking about with the zone coverage that was really nothing the Rams can do even when they went into a mixed coverage if you yeah. look at go back and look at CeeDee Lamb's first touchdown that was a mixed coverage but the the way the look was it froze that safety right. and it froze that safety inside just long enough for Lamb to go shallow then deep and then that puts it right past the safeties here yeah. a hole for a touchdown so just magnificent work and of course you talk about the uh, the continuity and the chemistry that throw to, to Cooks 100% trust factor because yeah. as soon as Cooks got hip to hip, that ball was out because yeah. that was Dak. Tra- that's training camp right there. That and well thrown. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that they, they, were, they went double move on that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and fortunately, though, Dak, I mean, the protection breaks down. Dak, mm-hmm. Dak got punished on the throw. Yep. 
but he was able to get the ball away before uh, Hoyt got to him on the hit. Yeah, he did not wait for the trust. No. Again, trust. No. He did not wait for the separation. He trusted the separation would occur because yeah. if we're even, I'm leaving. Yeah. And, and Cooks left his man right there. So fantastic. Yeah, to me, it's, it was all about getting the ball to the right person at the right time. Be- and it finally worked for the Cowboys because we've been talking about this for multiple weeks where we do see players being open, but the ball is not getting thrown that way. We talk about Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks. You mention him all the time, and we see mm-hmm. it, Brian, where he's just open. Like he, mm-hmm. he, He's just standing there like, hey, okay, cool, next play. Let's see if right. we can make it happen now. And now that was the time where – they were able to get the ball to the right person at the right time. Um, and it worked effectively. And you talk about Dak just being in sync and everybody just being in sync, everybody being on the same page and knowing what was going on. You don't get that CD Lamb getting upset, get me the ball. Every, there was like a – everything was just falling in place so smoothly for them. And now they finally seem to have that rhythm where people are just – connecting and following their instincts rather than you trying to force the ball to, let's say, Michael Gallup. Where it all started yesterday for Dallas, up front with the offensive line, we talked about how at the beginning of the game it was really, really, really a a tough start. And really, I mean, I think we all, by the time you got past those first four plays of the game, you're thinking it's going to be one of those days where uh, they just won't be able to stop this pass rush. Uh, But they settle in, and and the interesting part about it is Ellen gave up one more sack in that game, yep. uh, they actually had a season-low pressure rate right. uh, this game, 21.1%. It didn't start out that way. It did not start Rams out that way. Rams were 100% on pressure. <laughs> no, <laughs> doubt, no doubt. So the question becomes, did you guys think that, that the offensive line figured something out? Or was it just a situation where between the combination of them getting a little bit better and maybe Dak also avoiding pressure... Uh, that really was the difference as the game wore on. I kind of felt like that they got a little bit better. I think there was a little bit uh, the 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 one that was kind of bothersome, but it was it's you know it's Aaron Donald versus Zach Martin, yeah. and and Aaron Donald just was the better player on that one play. Those are the kinds of ones that you kind of can you're like okay that that's just two great players going at it. The one great player is not able to block the other great player. But when they get beat on twists and things like that, where it's just not awareness or mm-hmm. they flat just don't help each other, you know, there's there's reasons why. There's always a reason why you give up a sack. I mean, you could physically get beat or you could physically get run around. But when you give it up because of movement up front and you're not passing stunts, those are the ones that bother you the most. Mm-hmm. You know, it, those are the ones. And Dallas initially in that game had some where it was – you know they were just not, you know, handling what was going on up front. And but I think they did a better job of kind of figuring out. And there were a couple of times there where they made some really big plays where Donald wasn't on the field. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to take advantage mm-hmm. of when the great player is not on that field, pass rushing against you. I think I agree. I think the offensive line uh, got it together, for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, disastrous first few snaps, and then from there, they got more and more solid as the game went on, um, and what helped them, and stop me if you've heard this before, is Dak being willing to use his legs. And now, from a defensive lineman standpoint, you have to consider that. So maybe you can't tee off and just go top gear from snap and try to get into the backfield, because maybe you have to figure out, well, maybe I should 
you know, drop a gear down because I might have to play laterally in case he leaks out. Um, so it's a combination of two, those two things. The offensive line got it together and helped their quarterback, and in turn, their quarterback helped his offensive line by being willing. When the protection did break down at several points later in the game, or as the game went on, you saw Dak not standing there waiting to go down. Like he was making some yeah. things happen, which then that helps the wide receivers because now you're extending the play, and it just it's it's damn near impossible to be able to cover C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks and that type of speed for three, four seconds at a time. So one hand washes the other, um, washes the left foot, which washes the right foot. So it all works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I never heard that one, but that's good. <laughs> uh, maybe they didn't have like a great pregame warm-up. I don't know. I wasn't out there. It was a noon uh, game. They had to wake up. Yeah, yeah. It was an early morning. To took you, you a little bit. I know well, it took me a little bit to get awake, but maybe it's one of those cases uh, where it does take you a few plays to kind of figure out, okay, all right, let me let me get my stuff well, together. there was one of the sacks, and I, I just wrote down my notes on it. It was a sack that Biotish, and I gave it to Biotish and Tyler Smith, mm. and it was a strange play design to begin with because I believe they were trying to hit Lamb down the field, but he got triple covered on the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs right into corner, safety. I mean, there's just a bunch of white jerseys where he is going to be. And, that, and there's no chance on that play. And Ferguson kind of half blocks and then releases. And then Jonah Williams is on. The, so he's good. the end of that side. He's like, he's not fooled. So now he comes running up the, up the field. And then Biotish and Tyler Smith, they can't handle Aaron Donald. Again, we talk about that. And that's what he splits them to get the sack. But it was just one of those plays where from the from the it looked very San Francisco like game. Mm. Where it was like, okay, we're trying to do something here. We're trying to be maybe a little cute. And we didn't fool anybody on the play. They covered it. They rushed us. Their best player beat us for the sack. Yeah. You know, that's that's sometimes that happens to you in a game. Aaron Donald going to Aaron Donald. Yeah. Everybody knew that coming into this game. Even Zach Martin knew it coming into this game. And obviously those two have matched up several times over the course of their career. At the end of the day, Aaron Donald is going to Aaron Donald. You just have to make sure that no one else wrecks the game alongside him. And the Cowboys offensive line, they they finally mounted up after that first series, and they really did some good stuff. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Let's talk about the defense. This defense put on another give this defense stellar four performance. Minutes of talk, right? Yeah, we're gonna give them something. We got to give them something, yes. and we got to talk about particularly Micah Parsons and Deron Bland. Those yeah. two players had phenomenal yeah. days. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure, and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. 
And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Head to AT&T Stadium Saturday, November 11th to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Celebrate Veterans Day with special presentations from the color. <laughs> I wasn't sure it was Veterans Day. I wasn't quite sure. It, it said like Veterans it really that. Day with the special presentations from like the color guard. the veterans. Junior ROTC drill team plus 21 gun salute. Take your tour of AT&T Stadium. Get autographs from Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and alumni. Play games. Head outside to Miller Lighthouse and even play on the field. Visit AT&TStadium.com slash rally days. For tickets and more information. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk about this defense. Yesterday, check this out. Deron Bland, seven tackles. He led the team in tackles. Had one interception. Had one touchdown. He did have that pick six. And uh, had two pass defenses. He is, I think one, I think Nick said yesterday, he's one of 29 players yep. in the history of the National Football League to have three pick sixes in one season. If he should happen to get a fourth, he will move to really rare air. I think it's only been four of those guys mm-hmm. in the history of the NFL. He is having a great season. Micah Parsons, on the other hand, also had two tackles, can one I, sack. Can I say something real quick about Bland? Sure. It really, all the things you just said about him, I think the best play he made was the tackle on Cooper Cup. There we on go. The goal one. There we go. Yep. I mean, you can say, you can say all, all the things that he did in that football game. Mm-hmm. He saved you. Saved you four points there. That mm-hmm. was a four-point tackle that he mm-hmm. made right there because Cooper Cup's going to score. Yeah, he's walking they, in. They've got that thing blocked. He's walking in. And he somehow gets around the tackle, Jackson. It's like he knifes low, and Cup tries to get up the field and tackles him for a two-yard gain. He didn't make that play. It's a seven-all game. and and you know. It, but to me, that's the kind of thing, when you start to talk about coverage and carrying routes inside and interceptions and all that that's to me what makes a corner rare his ability to have the awareness to tackle to make big plays you know their job is to cover and do those things but you get somebody that physically plays in the game like that that that's that's a rare rare player but even even better i should say better still is the fact that his motor doesn't turn down as the lead turns up the cowboys had a big lead so that was a magnificent play but he had another one the pbu on 22 atwell yeah. going across the going field, across the field yeah. i don't guy, yeah. i don't understand i don't know if people understand the speed of 22 atwell and then him streaking he wasn't drunk. anybody named 22 got right. well, there you go right? and, and he wasn't dragging bland across the field bland was hip to hip with him yeah. and able to make that play and that's the kind of play that the cowboys love 
love to see when it comes to like Mamba mentality. Yeah, you're up big, but there's no taking plays off for these guys, particularly a guy like Bland, who, like you said, only the 29th player in NFL history to have three pick sixes, only the first, pl- the first player in Cowboys franchise history to hit that des- designation. And there's still 10 games left to play in this regular season yeah, for him to get forward. Exactly. So seeing what he did. And then quiet as it's kept, Gilmore, Jordan Lewis, here's what they were able to do against Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, two of the biggest threats coming into this game. Those two combined for 54 receiving yards. The leading receiver for the Rams was Darrell Henderson yeah. with 54. I mean, for the running back. he had the back. one big pass. Yeah, yeah. The, the Dallas, had, yards, Dallas had defended the screen yet. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly right. Well, even, Get ready even for being Philadelphia. in the press box, right. not hearing those names that we talked about getting into the... Was the volume on in the press box? I didn't notice the guy <laughs> talking very much. Yeah. It kind of went off there at the actually it was later like, in the game. Up and down, up yeah. and down. Well, something happened, yeah, but either way, like you you weren't hearing any of the big names from the Rams at all. So it was, I think I heard Puka's name. He one had a time. 22 yarder one yeah. time, and then I'm and like, the oh, third down catch. Yeah, there they and go. that yeah. was it. And yeah. maybe I was in the restroom at that point. I don't know, but <laughs> that's the like I've only heard it once, and it, it's just it was very very impressive what they did. And another thing, speaking of Bland, real quick, it's still I know I've said this before, but it still blows my mind how. Someone like him, <laughs> you see him walking out of the field, he's walking, and he's such a nice guy, such a baby face. Kind of shy. Kind of shy, very reserved and timid, yet he's freaking killing dog. it. A freaking dog, dog on the field. So it's just, it's great. I'm super, super happy about it him and what he's been able to do so What's far. even more amazing is that the Cowboys got him where they got him in the draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember you guys on the draft show saying, like, this guy's a player. And and then the Cowboys, to get him where they got him, I think everybody was amazed. And from the moment he showed up here, he's been good. He's been good. That first camp, he started mm-hmm. flashing. He's been good from the beginning. So it, that's really one of those examples of just this scouting department and the advantage you have with the scouting department that they find those guys no matter where they are in the draft. And there's a reason that going to the locker room uh, after the game, Dak Prescott ran up behind Lamb and was like, he's that guy, he's that guy. So when I asked Dak about it in Dak's postgame presser, he explained it wonderfully. Basically, when you, you're talking Talking about a late round pick comes in and he's playing like he's a first round pick. Mm-hmm. He has a breakout season as a rookie, as a nickel. And that was stepping in for an injured Jordan Lewis. He's yep. thrown into the fire. He leads the team in interceptions. Then year two, team loses first team all pro Trayvon Diggs, a franchise record setter. Wow, what are they going to do? Deron Bland, we're going to move you outside. Questions from the fandom becomes, well, can he do outside what he did inside? Well, how does three pick sixes work for you. Does that work for you? Okay, he's doing everything to a higher level, even though he was moved to a different position, so to speak, not even midway through the season, but as the season had already progressed. So Deron Bland in that secondary absolutely put the Rams receivers on clamps, but here's what made that that much better. Complimentary ball as far as secondary versus pass rush. They didn't get a lot of sacks on Matthew Stafford, but the pressure was key because with these minimal separation rates, less than three per uh, player, we talk about uh, Nakua, Atwell, and Cup. Neither of them had more than three yards of separation. So the pressure is in Stafford's face, and he can't get the ball out quickly to defeat it because nobody's getting open. Mm -hmm. Magnificent job by the Cowboys defense. You know what's even more interesting? I'm sure Deron Bland is thinking back, man, that that play 
at, against the uh, the Chargers. He dropped two, that one. Where he dropped that one. Yeah. He said but, that, but I'm saying that one where it was clearly he oh, had yeah, was, it was nothing four. but was, green in yeah, front of him. That, that would have been four. that fourth pick six, yeah. right? I mean, that would have been the third but pick six which led to this four. week, right? He's yeah. also thinking about the double moves that Keenan Allen made that yeah, the quarterback true. overthrew. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Because, but, it, it, but he's done a great he job. He has done a really great yeah. job. And I think you, you look at him, and I was telling Nick, even before that interception this last game, I said, you know, he gets another pick six. He's going to push himself right into the Pro Bowl just like that. Yeah. And then he gets the pick six. And those are the kind of things that make a difference when people start voting for those types of Types of honors at the end of the season. I just I harken back to um, last season. Hello, Kyle and Isaiah uh, on Talking Cowboys. When I said that, as far as career goes, I believe that when it's all said and done, that Deron Bland will be equal or better than Sauce Gardner. That is not taking away from Sauce. Mm. I think Sauce is a rare. That's talent. a hard opinion, right it is, there. And it, it, I stood on that hill before all of this started to un- okay. unveil itself, and now. That hill is looking real rosy right now. So, again. We'll play this one out. Yeah. Right. Um, this is yeah, the we'll long game. Yeah, We're yeah. playing this over the long game. This is career versus career. So, I'd love to see what Duran is doing because it's it's proving the Cowboys right. It's proving himself right. And I, I like that it's proving me right, too. <laughs> that works. Well, I'll tell you what we can't do. We cannot end the show without talking about my man, Brandon Arbery. Let's do it. Who's still looking at the break like, what, what's going on? What, y'all, butter, what y'all think of me? It's butter, um, we provided motivation. We did. We are yeah. a motivational show. <laughs> yesterday, uh, he ties the record for most consecutive field goals made to begin a career with 18. Mm-hmm. He went 2 of 2, 58-yarder, and a 27-yarder. And that's the thing. Like, he's had some long kicks. It's not like they've just been yeah. buttering him with these, these three, 30, 40-yard kicks. Mm-hmm. Like, he's had some 50-plus kicks. Uh, right now, there are only four kickers in the NFL who are 100%. And of those, he is right now tied with Harrison Bucker for the most made kicks of any kicker that is 100%. Both of them have 18 made kicks uh, this season. So he is right up there as far as the league is concerned with regards to the best kickers in the league. How do you assess Brandon? Yeah, I can't believe you went after him, Ambar. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) She's like, cut him. Cut him. That was just embarrassing what you did. You you, you, you took it personally because that ball almost hit you (laughs) there at training camp a couple of times, I think. Quit exaggerating, okay? Um, I was, I was, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt at Did the time. You? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you guys need to shut up. You are on the same boat. I, oh, no, don't, I, don't I, I 100%. Point it at me, I, learned, okay? I learned some I new words. We all said some, the same thing. 100. I learned some new crosswords in Spanish from you when the <laughs> ball was flying around your head. I told yeah. you I only had 1% confidence in him in training. You know who's happy? You, you know who's happy? Will McClay. He's yeah. happy too. Yeah. He's I don't done know. It again. Did you guys see the handshake? He's done it again. Do? No. Oh, him and uh, him and him and Aubrey. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see they had a handshake too. Okay. I didn't know either until right. this game. I saw them walking out, and yeah. I guess it's just two claps, and then they do a little kick with the like right. a little foot kick. Oh, it's like kid and play. Like kid and play. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it, it, that was that was cool to see, but yeah. no, definitely. Kid plays a big Cowboys fan, by the way. Wait, which one? Which one? The, the kid one or the, play? The kid, the kid. play. Oh, okay. the kid, one kid. with the, the high top. Yeah. The high top. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen him at a training camp. He follows me on yeah. Twitter. Okay. I interact with him. Oh, nice! Shout out the kid. Shout out the kid. Probably might be listening. Right. I was about to say maybe we need to get him to come on the show. I think they did a thing with the it's the 50 year anniversary of. House party, or yeah, was it? yeah, rap. And, and, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, yeah, I think yeah. he was performing at the Apollo. I think that was something that he was doing. <laughs> well, it was a house party on Sunday, I could tell you that. Yeah. Um, Brandon nice. Aubrey, I mean, he's just it's that's kid in play, right? Yeah, yes, kid he's in kid. play, he's kid, he's kid, right? He's kid, yeah. he's kid, yeah, he's kid. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brandon Aubrey, 98 <laughs> percent. 
confidence. You just at 98? I'm at 98. Once he breaks. Oh, my God. Here <laughs> once he <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I'm not going to say it. Once he here dot, dot, dot. Where did he start? I'm was staying like with it. 63%? No, it was one in training camp. And then it was <laughs> 90 grown. in week four. Yeah. And now here we are. Yeah, but I would no, say this. He's patting himself on the back about Bland, but he's not willing to admit how wrong he was. <laughs> I just said 1%. <laughs> I was wrong about the guy in, in training camp, yeah. as we all were. I will tell you this. And there we go. I think we all are at the point now where at least when extra points come and short kicks oh, come. Oh, we're comfortable. We're you just kind of, oh, I'm going to run the restroom. I'll be back. He should be good. Right? But you don't worry good. about it. What's not wonderful. Me. No, you're still yeah. not there? No, I'm there. No, because I'm it, there. I just feel like given by statistically speaking. It's coming. I'm there until the playoffs. It has to happen at one point. So I just, I, st- I still watch it. Has there been a kicker in the whole season? I wonder. If there's ever well, see, now you're well, Gary Anderson, perfect. Gary Anderson for the '98 Vikings, the, the only kick he missed was that was one? the game winner in the yeah. NFC Championship. Yeah, game. I remember that, that yeah. was yeah, against the Falcons, which was a which heartbreaker. Is why I, said, yeah. I hated to see that because yeah. he'd been so good all season. Yeah. And it made but I know 30, he was perfect. Like 38 in a row, 36 yeah. in a row that wow. he made and missed the last one he kicked. He was Aubrey kicking in the regular season. You can go grab a snack. Yeah. I won't be Good going to grab a snack in the playoffs, though. Well, no, yeah, no, because I, yeah, I need to, I need to. But to your point, excellent point, Derek. They, these aren't chip shots. I Wait, mean, what, they're they're what giving was the point? that you made an excellent point. Or was it <laughs> that they're having him kick from very oh, yes, right? So yes, like yes, last I yesterday, don't know why I do this? I know, man. <laughs> Every day, it's the bearskin. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I do this. Yeah. It's feeling extra Mariah oh, today. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the fifty-eight yarder. I mean, that's that's he he strikes that, and that's good. I was from thinking farther. about punting that ball. That, that's, I was too. Yeah. I actually was too. I was I'm like, not, I don't, like, I don't, don't wanna, give him. The, I don't want to mess up his, his mojo. No, no. I'm thinking don't give pow. don't give the Rams the, the ball right there. Yeah. That's and, what I was. Thinking. And Aubrey yeah. said, "Yeah, all right, butter baby." He killed it. Um, and that that was good for for from further than 58. If you look at the yeah. spacing from that ball, I mean, like he absolutely nailed it. So I mean, he's just been magnificent to say the least. Can't say enough good things about him. And yes, we were all wrong. And Why I'm are glad. Why you throwing us in there? Because Dude, I you threw me, you singled me out and threw me. I think you were the instigator of the whole oh, thing. It, have it, you know what? Luckily, we have it all on tape. So there it is. We have it on tape. Oh, like one of those commercials, that challenge flag. Yeah. When you throw the challenge flag, run that back, run that back. Aubrey on, has proven a lot of people wrong, with the exception of our good friend Haley Sutton, who was very much all in on him um, in training camp, saying give him a chance, and she works. That's, that's it. So All right. good stuff. Our producer Chris Beam got me some information. He says Mike Vanderjack became the first kicker in 2003 uh-huh. in league's history to go an entire season, including the playoffs, without missing a field goal or point after attempt. There you go. Now, of course, and then he came. He here. can't win. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Brandon can't be better than that because he's already had one, one after yeah. after touchdown. Mm-hmm. Kick that he's Point missed, after. but but he certainly has. Uh, he's starting is perfect right now with field goals. Yes. We'll see if he can finish this season off. It's at this point we aren't even at that. I was talking to my wife about this. It seems weird. We aren't even at the halfway point. We got no, a few no, more no, games no. before we get no, to the no, halfway no, wait, point. Get ready. It's about to be Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. Get ready. I know. I know. It's, you're gonna wake up and it's gonna be Thanksgiving. It's, it's gonna yeah. fly, but it's just it's weird because you know you got the high school season about to hit the playoffs. You got college with only a month left, yeah. and we're not even halfway through the NFL yeah. season. So. I love it. Give me more football. I'm never going to be upset you about that. You guys just beat Oklahoma. You might be in this playoff in college football. <sighs> Brian, Brian, let's not talk about it right now. Let's just, <laughs> let's just act like nothing's happening and just kind of let them just keep doing their thing. Hey, real quick, before we end the show, I know we're over a little bit. I got to get a quick shout out to Sam Williams yesterday. Yes. Mm, yes. Sam Williams gets that punt block, Absolutely. gets the, the safety on that. But him running down as a gunner. Yeah. 
that was one of the most impressive things I've seen yeah. from a player in a long time. You rarely see a guy that big mm-hmm. running down his gun. We first saw it before the play began, and we were like, oh, wow, this, this is interesting. Yeah. And he basically just split those guys and was down the field. But you know what? And and did, I don't know if he made the tackle. He no, kinda, he did. He, he kind of tackled he the guy. Did. He rolled he over him. And he stepped time. up and yeah. celebrated a little bit before Make the guy sure was down. Guy but out. that's okay. We'll Make figure sure that part out. Down. But really, you got to give him a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that harkens back to what we saw from him in training camp. There was a gunner drill where, and it, it went viral, when he's running past his guy. Yeah, and yeah. He's pointing his finger up, wagging like, no, you can't hang with me. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got speed for that size. Give Wanye Thomas and Dorrance Armstrong credit for the pump block too okay. because they mm. the twist they occupied the personal protector and he just destroyed uh Hoyt and then was able to get the block but great job by uh those two guys 30 and 92 to get that thing going all the way around final word for me please stop committing penalties on Cavante Turpin returns just please. Stop Is there it. anything more demoralizing in <laughs> sports than being a return much. guy that runs it all the way back and yeah. is ready to celebrate and turns around and see his yellow flag on the field? You're, like, you're, that is the worst. But also, kudos to him for that 60-plus yeah, yard return. No that was a big one as well. Well, you're, you should have three holdings on that play. They right. themselves on that one. <laughs> right. so go, go back, back to my point. Go back and watch it. Seriously. Stop committing penalties There, there were, there were three holdings returns. at the point of attack there. Officials let you play yesterday. Thank they you definitely much. did. Thank they you for letting did. us play yeah. yesterday. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We'll do some big picture looks around the NFL and around the NFC East, and then we'll start getting you ready for Cowboys Eagles. Oh, Till yeah. then, for Patrick Walker, oh, yeah. Brian Broaddus, Amber What's Garcia, that? I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break <laughs> live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?